Welcome to Midwest Flyweight Podcast. I am your host, Joey Basayo, and to my left, I have Hunter Dylan Cal is in the freaking sand in Mexico, and it's absolute bullshit. But let me tell you, we are joined here today by David Goose. Say hello. Joey, how's it going? Dude, I'm sucking and fucking. <laughs> I am having the time of my life. Busy, but I'm having a lot of fun. Good to hear. You just got married yeah. last summer. That yep. was a really fun wedding. Almost burned the place down. Yeah. Incredible. Yep. <laughs> Literally <laughs> <almost> barn burner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, for all the people here that don't know who you are, why don't you give them a little bit of an intro? Yeah, I'm David Goose. I was uh, blessed with the last name, I guess you could say. I get a lot of Top Gun references to my name, but... Uh, oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I met Joey. How long have we known each other now? Shoot. Probably the first year we started Midwest Flyways, so six, seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. Known Joey for quite some time now. How did we even meet? Game Fair? Uh, Gavin. Gavin Colas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we ended up on a hunt together. We've. Uh, I know I've grown up quite a bit <laughs> since then, so. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I have a picture from our first hunt. Is it behind you? I don't know. No, I don't think so. No, we had a picture with uh, Connor from Gavin Colas and and I, the boys, in a field over here that's now getting developed. Sure, it's bullshit, classic, bullshit. I love that field too. Yeah, but known Joey for a while, and ever since then, hung around quite a bit at calling contests and whatnot, and hunted a few times. Right. Yeah. For well, sure. We've definitely hunted a couple times again. Yeah. Yeah. It's lit. It's lit. It's been it's been nice knowing you, you know, not trying to sound like you're dying, <laughs> but it has been nice knowing you, David. You're a very nice kid, and oh. thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me, Joey. Well, of course. It's been nice knowing you, too. Anytime. <laughs> I am terminal, by the way. Um, how old are you? 26? 26. 26. Damn. Oofta. I'm four years older than you. I just turned 30. You're old. I'm, a, I'm an old zero. Yeah, dude, I'm dirty 30, but I'm not dirty right now because I showered, but... But yeah, um, shit. So I'm losing my train of thought. This is not good. Normally I have a couple beers, but I'm on the carnivore diet and the beers keep me rolling, you sure. know, but not today. So, um, so you've been doing a lot of competition calling. Has it been since how long have you been doing it? Four or five years? 2017 I started. Okay. So what yep. is that? Bad at math. And then we had a, we had one year break when, during COVID or we had like Burlington or something and then we didn't compete. Yeah. So, I don't know, five years, four years? Four five years. years? Yeah. And why, like why would someone ever want to get into goose calling competitions? Because they're fun. No, what? But, like, why? Uh, because the all the boys are there, and I don't know. I've, I'm always learning something new about calling, in even just my own calling style all the time. Yeah. Like, all the time. So, yeah. I've noticed you're, you're quite the romantic about goose calling and calling competitions and all that why is that because you um, can't have sex with your goose call <laughs> no you know you could try i don't know I mean, if you I, had a little pee, pee you might be able to you know it's like the the whole goose calling like goose call practicing is really just it's honestly one of my favorite ways to relax like i do it literally every single day like at least an hour you know and just every unwind. day yeah yeah maybe okay hour half an hour for sure but that's ridiculous dude that's so much yeah 
I didn't realize you did it every day for a half hour to an hour. Damn. Dude, when we first met, like... Oh, I remember back then. Timmy Steele would come over, and we, like, three and a half, four hours (laughs) every single day. So... That is just mind-blowing. Yeah, and you'd come over every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was insane, dude. Yeah. I got sloshed at your wedding. You got sloshed at my bachelor party. I was just thinking, I I, I don't know if I was drunker or if you were drunker at my bachelor party. Definitely me. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. But I did win the bags tournament. You did. That's pretty lit. Go to David's bachelor party and they're like, oh, by the way, seriously, the most genius freaking thing I've ever noticed is everyone paid in to be a part of it to help pay for their honeymoon. Yeah. So like we were shooting Annie Oakley for trap and there was a prize and you had to pay five bucks, 10 bucks. You know, and I'm just like, oh, okay, you know, that's cool. And they're like, all proceeds go to David and Lexi. I'm like, that's really cool. And then there's like 25 rounds of this with 20 people entering. I'm like, holy shit, this is so much money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is so much money. It's like two grand on trap. Yeah. And then the uh, beanbag tournament. And then we did a raffle as well. So, right. Yeah. It was, it was really fun. They got it dialed. The family I married into, they know how to do that. They're like, yeah. they know what they're doing. I was super impressed. They're awesome. I actually asked David if uh, I could have our wedding in his cousin's shop, and he's like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if that would fly. You forget? What? About, about the cut? Oh, are we going, going? What do you think we've been doing? Oh, I thought we were still just talking, talking. No, no, we're just. Oh, unreal, All right? Boom. We'll just we're we're doing it live, dude. Fuck we're it, we'll it, do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. He's fired after this one. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. That's for sure. Cal's gonna kill me. Oh, one hundred percent. He's already talked about it while he's in Mexico. Yeah, he's fired I'm up. Kidding. I'm just. He's always fired up. No, but um, <laughs> no. Why? Why did you feel like you needed to uh, spend four hours a day, or did you feel like you needed to? You just had fun with it. Both. Both, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The whole goose calling thing, and especially, like, the one thing I've noticed about myself, and I know you're a little bit different in that in this aspect, like, is you have, like, videos showing people how to call. Uh-huh. For whatever reason, like, I, like, struggle with, like, if somebody were to ask me, how do I do this? No, I, like, am not the best with that. Right. It's like a, like an audio thing for me. Like, I like to hear goose calling, and then, like, over time, I just figured it out. I just, like, figure out how to do it. So I just, the the consistency of that all and, like, always just learning something new just from literally calling. Like, granted, yeah, like, I'll tweak things and, you know, change things every once in a while. But I don't know. Like, I go through a lot of reads, and that sucks because I'm always tuning my goose call. A lot of, oh, reads, yeah. 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 Damn. How many do you think you go through a year? (laughs) I don't know. Like, Chance and Timmy, they go through a lot more than I do. But I don't know. I probably... I guess I shouldn't say a lot, but I don't know, five, six in my contest call year. Very Oh, just through your contest call? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I might go through one read every other year. Okay. Might. Yeah. But when I tune it, the way that I tune it, it just doesn't rub against the tone board. Okay. Maybe I'm not calling hard enough. I feel like I call well, really doing, loud. Yeah, you're not doing like hails and all that no. crazy stuff. Yeah. No, I'm not doing hails. Yep. But... No, so you just think the the four hours is just relaxing to, or not the four hours, but you know, goose calling in general just relaxes you. I feel like when you're blowing that hard, 
because I've seen your face when you're blowing on stage. It yeah. doesn't look relaxing to me. Right. So that's why yeah. I'm just so confused. Well, yeah, that, that, that brings up a whole nother topic because, you know, like, you know, a 90 second contest routine, um, you know, obviously like before a contest, it's the most important to be practicing a lot because your cheeks start to give out on you here, you know, and even just your amount, the amount of air you got in your lungs, you know, you, you can't like make it through a 90 second routine without practicing a lot you know i mean granted some guys can you know robbie yeah. everson just shows up to a contest and goes yeah but tim Grounds just ripping a cig yeah before he goes know. on stage and then just blows a sick ass routine with like one major mess up you know it's just right. like well that's what cut you but he doesn't give a shit right everyone knows he's the og oh yeah it's fine <laughs> without a doubt <coughs> yeah. but no like Everyone, every time I listen to a podcast and they talk about contest calling, I feel like I'm listening to the same thing over and over again. You know, I don't know how many, how often you listen to a hunting podcast or not. Oh, I, I listen to some. Yeah. Yep. But like, do you feel like it's just the same questions over and over again? Like, what can we do to get more people into it when this and that it's just like less people are doing it than before. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think to some degree, yeah. I mean, granted, I don't know if you've been, you've seen the ICA or the International College Association yeah. or whatever. So that's good. They got the podcast going, and I've been helping with that a little bit. You know, oh, nice. So, and th I mean, that novice class we had last year was so cool. Tell me it about was, it. I have know nothing about it. So they changed the rules. Oh, oh, of the contest calling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the ICA yes. did all that or whatever yeah. in hopes to get more people into it. Yeah. You know, I was never, I was never the type of guy where I'm like, well, I won my novice because I won that one down at Rogers, right? Mm -hmm. So then I had to call in the opens. And, you know, I would show up and, you know, Mike, you know, all the boys were there, Hunter, Robbie, everybody, and I would just get my butt handed to me. Totally. You know? yeah. But I would have kept calling. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I would have kept showing up regardless. But there, there is a population of guys that don't want, don't like that, you know. They want a novice, and then they're like, well, I'm not going to beat Robbie Iverson, so mm -hmm. I'm done. So that the whole ICA novice class was what, to try to get those guys back into it and to like there's it's such a jump too from like winning a novice to like right calling competitively with the open guys like that's a giant jump there right. so especially when guys only won one novice contest and then they were done right you know like so just the practice of that and you can practice all you want in your shed but practicing on stage that's the ultimate practice Right. Like it, there's nothing that compares to it. I don't know why it's so like it gets the heart beating so much. I really don't because it's not like there's tons and thousands of people watching this thing, but you get up there and I don't care who you are. Like, I'm sure somebody maybe doesn't get nervous, but everybody gets nervous. Oh well, yeah. It's like a weird deal. Like you're <laughs> literally blowing a goose call for a bunch of rednecks, like listening, <laughs> you know, and right. your buddies, but you just like, I don't know. It's weird. So practicing on stage is better than anything else. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see uh, uh, this just came out today? They're going to have a contest in Montana. A calling the, contest in Montana? At the Sitka headquarters. That's sick. And it's going to be legit. Like they got an open goose, an open meat, everything. So who put that together? Mike McCormick or Matt McCormick? I don't know. I don't know. I just saw the post on. Uh, uh, competitive duck and goose callers, and then I went and looked into flights to Bozeman because that's a long-ass drive. It's also a very expensive flight. Is it? Yeah. It didn't look that bad when I looked today. What did it look like? like four or 500 bucks. Oh, shit. I mean, bad. Yeah. When is it? Uh, July 15th. 
July fifteenth. Okay. Yep. Nice. So yeah, I don't you know. ever been to Montana? No, sick. I want to. It's sick, dude. We just filmed a video this past year out there, and it was just on fire. It was like the coolest shit. Yeah, it looked pretty badass. It was badass. Oh wait, we were with uh, RA Legacy, and they're just like the coolest dudes ever. Like Tate Hartman and uh, Norm Gross, if you know who they are. Yep. They used to guide out of Kansas, and then they started working for Andy and Ryan. Um, and they're just like, yeah, I mean, we can get out there like nine. I'm like, really? Like, we don't need to wake up early. He's like, no. I'm like, why? He's like, they're dumb. <laughs> I'm like, okay. We go out there and shoot forty like it was nothing. Nothing. I'm jealous. It was stupid. That's <laughs> it was stupid. Just the sheer amount of birds there and just the lack of pressure is like, whoa. It's a big deal. That pressure whoa. thing is a big deal. Not yeah. to preach to the choir here, but yeah, we experienced that a lot up in Fergus this year. Pressure. Well, yeah, I mean every year, but this year really stood out just kind of what we had to deal with. So Well yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just a shitload of goose hunters up there. And all the setups look the same for the most part. Like, well, yeah. You know, hilltop with good good goose calling and a lot of decoys. Doesn't it get boring just hunting out of the same pit or same no. pits every I mean, day? If, if there's geese in Fergus, absolutely not. But you've been up there. No, oh, I've been up there a lot. Yeah. But it's, it's just boring. Well, after like the third day, well, there's a lot of bands there, right? So that's always yeah. exciting. But every time I've been up there, I've been guiding. So it's like I'm working. Yeah. You know? And then what do you have to look forward to after that? Go to the bar? Oh, that's fun. Right. You know, now that I'm married, too, it's like I I don't want to go to the bar. I don't really care. Sure. You know, and in, in, in a redneck town like that, too, there's people just, like, want to fight. So it's like <laughs> I'm not trying to get an assault charge, <laughs> you know, or get punched in the face. I don't know if I could picture you in a fight, Joey. Really? Yeah. I used to fight a lot. Really? A lot. Okay. I stopped when I was 22. Why 22? Uh, I got into a pretty good scrap, and uh, I'm thinking to myself, ooh, if I were to get arrested, I'll get an assault charge, and that's a felony, and I won't be able to own a gun. Right. I'm good. I'm good. But they were all self-defense, too. Like, I did not throw the first punch by any means, but... Do I have a loud mouth when someone's talking shit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. fighting's dumb. Especially when you own a waterfowl company and you need to hunt. Right. Yeah, no kidding. But um, what was I just going to say? You were uh, guiding for pit properties, right? Yeah. Yep. Peter. Peter Krogh, pit properties. Yep. I thought Duncan on that. Nope. Duncan's like the, Duncan is like, he's the one of the full-time guides up there. <laughs> And he has been forever. And I don't know. I always tell people like as, as a joke that like, have you seen the commercial? Um, like it was a few years back when it was like, so God made a farmer that, um, commercial. I always, I always joke around. I'm like, like when, when God created Duncan, he was like, I'm going to create a goose guide. Cause he is like, you've met Duncan. Mm, I mean, oh yeah. He is just yeah, he's like, a nice guy. Yeah. He is like greasy and he can cook and he's funny and <laughs> he's he like always cooking kills always. geese and he's just, the clients absolutely love Duncan. Oh yeah. He's just he such just a card stands out in their mind. Like they talk about Duncan before they talk about how many geese they shot. So <laughs> that's the dunk man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was, you were said he made a goose hunter. I was going to tell you that he made a cook. Yeah. Dude's just cooking the entire time he's in the pit. 
Is he even blowing a call, or is he just cooking the entire time? Well, no, he's he's running the hunt. Yeah, mm, he's okay. running the hunt. But yeah, you got to kind of multitask right. up at pit properties. Yep, you got the blackstone down the basement, and then you're running the hunt. So you kind of go back and forth. Mm-hmm. So is yeah. there like a a rivalry between you and uh, Lausch Lausch's deal feet down? Um, if anything, probably friendly, like a friendly rivalry. But we've, I mean, as long as I've been up there, we've never had any issues. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I don't know. Not not that I've heard of. Peter and Connor like bow fish and stuff together. Oh. Yeah, they're like buddies. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. When I was first up there <clears throat> six years ago, I felt a tension. <laughs> I felt a tension between the two the two groups, but I'm just like, dude, I'm just here to kill geese. Like <laughs> Well, I, I mean really that's care. just goose hunting though. I mean you know, not everybody, you know, you kind of have that, like, well, you know, that outfitter over there, but I don't know. I've never experienced anything like that. Like, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cause Duncan's a great dude. I've never met Peter, but Duncan's a great dude. The Strauss boys guide for him too. Yep. You guide for him. But then I'm also friends with all the feet down guys too. But I feel like if I went and hunted with Pitt, I'd like get yelled at or something, you know? Yeah. What I don't fuck? know. Where'd you? Yeah. I mean, trying to think when i first went up there because i went up there i started up there i think four seasons ago now that long yeah yep no i was up there four seasons i mean the only thing i can think of is the first time i went up there uh toso found out about it and toso sent me a text (laughs) toso's a fiery guy yeah yeah i got a text from toso but other than that um i mean i told joe about it and joe's like sweet man like you know like he was even like we should like share a house or something like that or whatever so right well joe doesn't give a shit right (laughs) joe could care less you know and they have so many good guides over there at feet down too oh yeah it's just like (laughs) what are you gonna have 10 guides in one pit no no there's plenty of geese to kill up there Plenty. Well, yeah. I mean, it was definitely tougher this year, but I mean, when they were there, I mean, I haven't hunted nearly as many spots as you, Joey, because you like travel way more than me. But from my experience, like when the geese first get to Fergus, I wouldn't want to hunt anywhere else. Yeah. From my my experience as a goose hunter. Oh, Fergus is lit. Yeah. It's crazy. Have you ever hunted there? Yeah, I was there last year. With Joe? This last season, yeah, with Joe. Okay. Do you have any good days out there? It was hard. It It was was super hard, yeah. Was there snow on the ground or no? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, there was snow on the ground. When were you there? Um, I think it was in like December-ish. Okay. Yeah, so it was, yeah. it was pretty cold. It was definitely in December. Okay. That's lame. Pretty much every time I've gone up there, we've fucking we, I mean, banged them. We could have shot some geese, but we tried some out-of-the-box <coughs> kind of stuff. Like we put an ice eater out in a little pond and just put a bunch of sleeper shells and stuff out and... We did in the evening. It was probably a wrong time to do it. Is that over by, uh, over on the west side? Over by the ranch? Yeah. Did you guys do that? Okay. Yeah. Yep. The day I left, though, they walked out there in the morning, and there was one goose sleeping, and they went out there and tried to stay in this band. Yeah. The only bird. Went a pegger. Yep. Pegger. Barely even know her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, so you've, uh, is that who you've, is that the only person you've ever guided for then, is Pitt? Um, the first two seasons at, after contest calling, I kind of 
I kind of went all over the place, which was like good for me, you know. Like where? Uh, well, I worked with uh, Graham Gresseth, mm-hmm. uh, maxed out quite a bit, and Lucas was guiding for them. And then I went and hunted with Trevor a couple times, and um, and then I yeah, then I went up to Fergus, and I kind of just helped out all over the place. Nice. So yeah, like nice. most days and stuff like that, Trevor would call me or whatever. So isn't that just like the best call? Like hey, we yeah. need more callers. And it's like oh, I guess I'll come and shoot a bunch of geese with you. I guess. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. No, um, yeah, you were supposed to come up to North Dakota with us, weren't you? This year? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Joe called me. Yep. Yeah. He said you couldn't go. Yeah, I was in the office probably would be my <laughs> guess. Is that when I was there with you guys? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, my yeah. gosh, that looked like a smash. Dude, I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. Not one bird in that field the morning before or the evening before. It was insane. Yeah, it was just harvested two days prior. Okay. So there's no birds in it. There was lights out, David. You guys killed mainly molts that day? Yeah, I think we killed like 12 locals. Okay. Yeah. The rest were molts. Yeah. It was like before the rainstorm, there was like two molts. It's like, cool. Where where are the birds? (laughs) And then rain comes. We're like, fuck it. We're going to walk back to the truck. And then it stopped. And Joe's like, I'm going back. I'm like, okay. That's when my camera died. Yep. Camera died. I was running back the truck when the rain started, and then Joe um, was the only one that turned around in the rain or whatever. And so I just grabbed my gun. I run out there, and they started rolling hard. Mm-hmm. And then you and um, Matt came back, and that's when we shot that one flock or two flocks, and it was like fifteen birds dead and three leg bands. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah, some of that footage you got was really good. That um, the pile pick you guys took was like legendary on Epic, the bin, dude. That was so sweet. It was Joey's idea. If Joe was listening, <laughs> it was my idea. <laughs> Joe's like, yeah, can't believe I thought of that. I'm like, excuse you, dude. And he fought it for like what ten minutes. I'm just saying it just because you guys. Yeah, he was coming back and forth with you. Whose idea was it? No, it was it was it all, in general. It was an awesome idea. It was a cool, really cool pick. It was cool, but um, no. So now that you work for uh, Beaver Tail, and Rick Olson isn't there anymore. Yep. Like, what do you? Are you like sales? Are you production? Like, what do you do there? Because um, I don't even know what Beaver Tail technically is. You don't know what Beaver Tail is. They sell so much shit. Yeah. We like, do. what's yeah, what's their thing? So, um, going back to like what I do, I'm customer service inside sales is my like term, but I do. I'm, a lot of different stuff, but I, I know we had talked a little bit, but Ben Marlowe stepped in to Rick's job. Oh, nice. So Benny's in there. So it's been pretty fun having him in the office. Um, but, uh, no, uh, obviously we own DOA decoys or, yep. you know, DOA. And then Beaver Tail, we got, like, uh, mud motors, mud boats, um, but the the big one's the boat blind. That's, like, like what you sell the most of. Yeah, yeah. All over the country. Yep, yeah, boat blinds. Well, and a lot of people, when they – like I get a lot of old guys that call in. They're like, "I need a beaver tail." I'm like, "Well, sir, that could mean literally anything." And they're yeah. they're talking about the boat line. <laughs> yep, they're talking about the boat lines. You know, yeah. So it's like, dude, I love the beaver tail blankets though. Yeah, the blankets, the corn are ones. Yep. We always put them over our boot covers. We got like six of them in a trailer, and just it's so easy to like hold the instead of brushing your blind on your mm-hmm. boot blinds. That's always such a pain. So you just throw the beaver tail blankets on there. You just kind of pile corn up, and it like stays on there for some reason. Yep. So nice. Yeah, it's not denier cloth, so it doesn't fall right off. Yeah. 
it's pretty legit. Yeah. Yeah, the, the blankets are sweet. And and we got some, like, grass mats, and um, we got, uh, like, flotation pods are a big one. You know what flotation pods are? Uh, on the back of boats? Yeah. So, like, people just bring their boats in, you weld them no, to it? No, we sell them, and then they, like, weld them weld on them. or screw them on or whatever. But, yeah, the flotation pods, man. I a lot of interest in those. What do those cost? Oh, uh, shoot, I should know, but a couple hundred bucks, I think. That's for it? A set. Yeah. Damn. I just bought a beaver tail sneak boat from a kid. Okay. Yep. Oh, he yeah. gave me a hell of a deal. Which one? A stealth boat? Mm, yes. Okay. It has flip doors on it. Yep. It's legit, dude. It's a floating layout blind. Oh, final attack probably. Does it have wheels on it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Final attack. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. But yeah, that thing is the shit. Yeah, they're pretty cool. The shit. I'm going to tweak it and make it a little bit better. But man, oh man. It doesn't have enough uh, mesh straps on it. But other than that, thing is slick. Yeah, next time you're in the area, you should give me a shout, and you can come over and watch how they're made. It's a pretty cool process, that big is roto it? mold machine. Yeah. Where are they out of? Uh, Maple Lake, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Sweet. town I grew up in. Yeah, I started in the warehouse there, worked there for a couple of years, and then they brought me up to the office. So Nice. Yeah. Making some more money. Yeah, yep. Good. Learning a lot, you know. I've really learned a lot, you know, because we – obviously manufacture products and then we you know sell them and market them and everything all in-house there so so when you say you're inside sales and customer service yeah when people call in with like a problem you're like well you could just buy this is that essentially what <laughs> well you kind of i mean in the it more customer service i mean but like the inside sales because i do work with some of our you know distributors and retailers and stuff like oh, that okay. but uh get them to buy more product yeah, I mean we have a sales team for that, but when they call when they call somebody, they call me essentially. So a lot of nice. phone calls and stuff. So like when that. my boat messes up, I should just call you. Yeah, direct. call me and give me a hard time. Good. I'll <laughs> yeah. leave a bad review too, dude. <laughs> terrible, terrible review. No, I wouldn't do that. No, I just wish it. Um, I wish they made a two person layout boat. That would be sweet. Because you saw, I'm sure you've seen other sneak boats, right? Yeah, yeah. So like Four Rivers and. Uh, uh, not Mo Marsh. It was, um, I think it was just Four Rivers then. They make a two-person, and it's it would be so perfect for my wife and I to just run out there with that, and it's more stable. Sure. I can't believe how freaking stable that boat is, dude. Yeah. That freaked me out. Hunter, I was standing in this thing, and I'm like, am I going to tip over? Because, like, the water is, like, this far from the top. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to die. You know, I'm just in a little pond, and it just gets just above your waiter line. And I'm like, if I fall out of this boat, I'm screwed. And I get up, and I'm starting to throw decoys, and I'm like, whoa, no way. I literally cannot tip this thing. It has so much surface area on the yeah. bottom, it's just, it's not possible. That's awesome. Yeah, they're really cool. Their stealth boats are really stable, too. And you could you could tip it over. I mean, I'm not recommending this, but like, you could like tip it over, and it'll just fill with water, and it'll just float there. That's insane. I noticed that there was like a weird. I noticed there was like a weird drain plug underneath it, but it's yeah. not a drain plug. You know. Yep, that was probably um, just something for the manufacturing process. Yeah, but like water can get in through that hole because it's at the bottom. Okay. And I'm like, how old is your boat? You don't know. No idea. You don't know. No idea, <laughs> but on, it's not supposed to be there. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, we've made that boat for years, so you know, 
over time the mold, you know, <laughs> things get changed a little bit in the mold and stuff like that. So, oh, that's cool shit. That's a cool company. You like working there though? Yeah. Yep. It's been good. I've been there for quite some time now. So, I mean, and, and it's literally like right in the hometown that I grew up in. So, yeah, it's cool. Like I said, I've learned a lot about manufacturing that way too. Just because we have the roto mold machines. And I mean, I don't know how much you know about like plastic molding or anything, sure. but it's pretty cool. I mean, it's the, the machines that make these things are like as big as somebody's house. They're, really? They're, I mean, maybe not that big, but they're giant. I mean, they're really big. So. What do you think one of those costs? <laughs> I don't even want to know. A Couple lot. Of mail? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yep. Yeah, they're pretty <laughs> cool. Well, I'm sure it pays itself off in the first year. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, we could literally make anything. So, And we make our own tools and everything, too, like make our own molds and everything. So, Like what tools are you making? Like the tool is the form uh, or the terminology for like the mold. Oh. For the, for the actual mold of the... Oh, oh, what you like pour the plastic powder into? In, yep, the polyethylene powder in. So you're gonna get like lung cancer <laughs> in a couple of years or what? You know, I've actually never worked on machine, but uh I've always just been either in the warehouse or in the office, but I don't know. I I doubt it. I don't think so. Mm. Guys, I wanna talk to you about one of our podcast sponsors here. It's Migra Ammunitions. We've been shooting them for just over a year now, and let me tell you, it is Freaking phenomenal. I have never been so pleased with such a consistent shot shell. It's stacked load ammunition, so you have your smaller load at the bottom or towards the primer, and then you have your larger load up front, and it makes for a more consistent pattern every single time. David, how many times have you been out and your gun clicks? Not a lot. Not a lot? No. It's you happened, been, though. You haven't been shooting Winchesters or... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> all I all I know is that I had problems with so many different shells, and I and I checked my firing pin, everything. It's not the gun, and I'm like, what is going on? And so when we started shooting migra, I was like, thank God, it just goes boom every single time. And Hunter saw it this year. I was folding geese up to sixty to eighty yards, like consistently. That was actually probably the craziest thing I've ever seen. Was that what the twenty gauge too? No, that was 12 no, gauge. No, that was 12 gauge. Yeah. It was 60, still that's insane. a long shot. Dude, like yeah. we'd shoot them in the hole, and then everyone's done, and then I put one more shell on my gun, I go. I have like two videos of it. It was awesome. Like birds are dropping, and all of a sudden it's like silence, laughing, and also douche. There's one at like 60, 70. It just crunched. It was wild, dude. Like not even wounded, like dead. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. It's good stuff. And I honestly think it has to do with the, the stacked load. So you see it has a four shot down here and then the two shot up here. Yep. Um, I don't know why. It just absolutely murders them. So guys, go to MigraAmmunitions.com or go check your local uh, sporting goods store and see if they have it there. Thanks. And I don't know if you've noticed. I've been driving through Maple, Maple Lake the last week because of that siding project. And the amount of flooded fields and over, like, rivers and lakes going over their bounds is insane and i've never seen that many ducks maple lake annandale ever really in my entire life and, and i know it's springtime of course but i think with all of the water that we've gotten this year or all the snow that we got and now it's melting and everything's just rising like crazy and spilling into all these little crp and cattail ponds and giving them more water i think we're gonna have an unbelievable duck and goose hunting season 
It's a good possibility. Yep. And hopefully, like, hopefully the snow and rain and stuff lay off here now that we're st- they're starting to nest up and everything. Right. I mean, for the geese. But, I mean, unless something crazy happens this summer, I don't see why we wouldn't have a great duck, uh, duck hatch. Right. You know. Well, and what we found out on the Graham Gresseth podcast, we looked it up, is uh, geese will sometimes lay a second clutch, but not normally. Not normally. No. Nope. Yeah. But ducks always do. Yep. If they have a failed nest or something, they will lay another batch, which is wild. Yeah. They just instinctually are like, I need to have sex again in order to have more babies. That's interesting. Wild. Yeah. But I don't know what you know about like bird nesting at all. But what I found out this past year is like the more water there is. So like obviously when there's more water, they do better. Obviously you've heard like, oh, we had a drought this spring and summer. It was a terrible hatch. You know, and I think one of the bigger reasons from that is because birds are obviously safer on water. So if they're laying their nests on the ground and it's dry, predators can get to them. But if they're laying it in a wet area, they can hear them coming and the predators don't necessarily go into the water as much as they are on dry land, obviously. So I think that's probably one of the reasons why we're going to have a better year than years prior or the last two years. Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew that. I knew that uh, ducks were very dependent on water. I didn't think geese quite were quite as much. I mean, obviously, a lot of geese nest close to water, but I didn't think like because obviously the and and you know this, but like a lot of snow and rain and stuff in April is terrible for the goose hatch. Right. Oh, for sure. Horrible. Yeah. So like if if there's a lot of water and then it's a somewhat dry April, like that's the years historically that we've gotten the best goose hatch, but um, the yeah, the duck hatch is very dependent on water. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Every time I'm driving through South Dakota for snows, I see paired up geese all over the place. And one thing I always notice is like 80% of them that I see are sitting on a muskrat hut, which is obviously in the water. Yeah. So I feel like they are laying them in the water or super close to the edge yep. of a pond or something like that. I don't know for sure. Yeah, a lot, most of them do, but I didn't, I guess what I was saying is like the water level doesn't have as much to do with how good the hatch is going to be. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Whereas for ducks, it is. Sure. You want a wet year for ducks. You want it like a lot of water for ducks, but too, yeah, that it's the rain and the snowfall in April. Yeah, it's after they lay their eggs. Yep. That's what messes them up. That's what messes them up. Yeah. Yep. Which is really cool because the next four days we have rain. Yeah. Right. So do we really? Yeah. Oh. At least up here. Oh. So I haven't seen any nested up yet, which I mean, I guess I haven't really been looking. I mean, they're definitely paired up for sure. But I, have you seen any nests? nests? Mm. I haven't really been looking. Okay. From being honest, I just noticed that there's a lot more birds around than years the last two years for sure. Yeah. Well, it was super late. It was like late this year, a late spring. Right. Yeah. So. I haven't seen any nests, but I've definitely seen birds, like, scouting around, turkey hunting, looking off the road. They've definitely been in, like, the same spot, yeah. kind of both yeah. sitting there. So they're probably they're probably getting close. Yeah, I think they lay it earlier than ducks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, which is weird because, yeah, normally it's just a one and done for the geese. <coughs> right. Whereas the ducks will re-nest. I mean, even, yeah, even the ducks will re-nest from what I understand anyways. The ducks will even re-nest if they had an awesome clutch. Yeah. So they honey. Yeah. Oh yeah. They honey. They get know? after it. They 
Or even the water in general for hopefully the water stays high because last year all my ponds and creeks and sloughs and stuff that I duck hunt dry, like straight to the ground. So hopefully we have some water to at least kill some ducks this year. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. In the the field behind us here, uh, first year I moved in here, there was a little pond back there, and I didn't know until the very end of duck season because I was hunting in the field, and I'd see a shitload of ducks flying over, and then they just dump in a spot. I'm like, where is that? And then I checked on X, and I'm like, okay, this is for sure the same property. And I walked back there, and I'm like, oh, there's a little pond back here. Go out there, and the next day it's frozen. I'm like, shit. Nice. And then I'm like, I'm definitely going to hunt the shit out of that pond next year, and it's been dry since. Like, damn it. Probably a million wood ducks back there. Oh, guarantee. It's yeah. right up against the tree line, too. Yeah. Super nice. So I'm pretty excited about that. But So hopefully it stays. Yeah. I, I want it to dry up a little bit. So one of our field, I don't think you've hunted this field with me, Joey, but we have like an alfalfa field that flooded this year, and it stayed flooded the whole season. Oh, God. And uh, we beat them up out of there. I think we, I don't know, I think we had killed like, 150 out of there in the first two weeks. Oh my God. Jesus. Or maybe, Did you maybe, post any okay. videos? Maybe, yeah, a couple on Instagram? videos. Yeah, I maybe not that. two weeks. Yeah. You, you we'll just posted that you're like, it's this is too good not to repost yeah, it. Yeah, that twice. was a different spot. Okay. But um, that's been just a field that's been like a traffic spot for a long time. I've hunted that field for quite some time. And this was the first year that it flooded. And I mean, it was just, it was game over. Like you wouldn't even have to call at them. They would just fly over and they would like decoy to the water. So I don't know. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, okay, but it's like a lake right now. It's not a pond. It's yeah. a lake, a literal lake. So Jeez. that's epic. Hopefully it dries up a oh, little it will. bit. It will. It's alfalfa. Yeah. Well, it's actually, it's, there's an alfalfa field on one side and then there's a bean field on the other side. It's right in the middle. I don't know if this has any validity to it, but every time I've seen a green field flooded, it never holds its water for very long. So it's very interesting to hear you say that that thing stayed flooded. Yeah, it's more beans. It's more beans. It's like next to an alfalfa field, but so it's beans. So beans, I feel like the ground is so damn hard for whatever reason every year with beans. Like you walk into a bean field and you're like, damn, this is freaking hard. I love bean right. fields. Like it's trapping nice. out a bean fields is the nicest thing ever. It is. Sure. Yeah. Well, and driving your truck out there is nice, too. If yeah. they're not tilled. If they're not tilled, yes. <laughs> they're not tilled. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. No, we are the tilling capital of the world. Oh. And I am so sick of it. Oh, it's brutal. I just, I can't carry another 400 freaking full bodies into a chisel plowed field. No, I'm done doing that. I hate it. I it's can't like do it. You want to kill these birds so bad, and then you walk everything else, and you're just like, wow. Well, heck, I'll drive in <laughs> wow. there, but it's just the... The hunting of it, like a couple times we've been blessed with the old black bean field around the pits up in Fergus. Mm-hmm. It's like they know. It's just like they. It's like they know. They like. Oh, fly they're over safe. There. They're like. Well, no, like the. It just like our. It's hard to kill them out of those pits. Really, a black bean field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't visibility wise. I just don't yeah. like it. Yeah, visibility and it's it's. I don't know. It's like they know they're being hunted. How oh, is it up do. here for cornfields? Do you guys have, do the farmers deep rip? Like, oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. Deep, deep dude. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's almost damn near, like, two feet deep. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, you can't drive in it. I've done you, it before. You can't. It's, well, first of all, terrible. they won't let yeah. you. Yeah. Then no one will let you drive in their chisel plowed yeah. field. 
There's a couple. I shouldn't say no. Yeah, yeah. I, there's I've a few farmers by me, and they're like, "Yeah, go out there, just don't get stuck." And it's just like you're hitting your head on the top of the. Oh truck. yeah, it's just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm just trashing my truck every time I do it. Yeah. Yeah, and those are normally the best fields too, but yeah. they're not in the unpicked cornfield or the picked cornfield that's not tilled right across <laughs> the street. Right. What yeah. I started noticing the last three years, especially in this area, is that they won't go to the untilled fields if there's tilled fields because they know they're safe. It's ridiculous to me. Yeah, that's like, I feel like that's definitely a thing because it's weird. Like, they're adapting. Yeah, it's weird. Yes. Oh, I mean, not to get down a rabbit hole, but I don't know. I partially feel that like geese are like bred smarter now. <laughs> Yeah. Like they're like just they have to be. Like, like yeah. it's weird. Like just they're they like know to look for layout blinds. Oh yeah. Like right away, right from birth. Dude, I I feel like they're picking out um A frames more. Yep. Yeah, fence rows, A frames, they won't they, they won't, won't touch it. They won't touch a fence row anymore. Then like, you go to damn. North Dakota and you set six A frames up on a fence row and they're right there. But oh yeah. Where I live, you cannot. Any other state. Yeah. Any other state, honestly, other than Minnesota. Unless you want to kill them at 50 yards, 40 yards. I don't. Yeah. I don't like it's the crossing 40-yard shot. I, I despise it. People are like, oh, let's put our decoys 45 yards out. I'm like, dude, really? Yeah. Why are we doing this? I don't want to take a 50-yard crack. If they land in the decoys, they're going to shortstop at 10, at, 15 yeah. yards, and then we're like, do we take the shot? No. You know? But anyway, that brings me to my next topic, David. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Onyx Hunt. And I don't know if you use Onyx. I do, yeah. Good Lord. Could you imagine hunting without? I I honestly cannot imagine. It'd be terrible. Without. It's just like, here's a car, you know, get used to the car, and then you're back to horse and buggy out of nowhere. That's what it would feel like if I didn't have Onyx now. Or I remember going into the uh, courthouse or the government center to get the plot books. Really? Yep. And but then Onyx came around. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. No, I can't believe you're old enough to use plat maps. Yeah. No, I used to go right into the government center and get them. That's wild, dude. I have never met someone younger than me that has used a plat map. I have. That's epic. Old school, huh? Old school. But yeah. So I don't know how you use Onyx, but I started using the crop layers. Okay. And it's really nice because especially out in. Uh, South Dakota, when I was looking for snows, that you can tell which fields are corn and beans because it's brown or yellow. It's epic. So, like, you go to an area. Let's just say you're internet scouting, right? And you're going to an area. You've never been there. And you go, okay, I'm looking for water, right, for birds, for ducks, geese, anything. I'm looking for a lot of water. Cool. I'm going to go hunt South Dakota, right? Where do I want to go hunt? Look at the map. There's a lot of water near Wabay, you know? Okay, where are the cornfields? Obviously, because it's end of November, early December, you can now see that on your damn map. It's like, okay, you go check this area, I'm going to go check this area, and it's just so much more efficient when you're splitting up to go scouting. My God. You're not just, like, driving aimlessly and, like, hoping you find a cornfield because I'm sure you've seen it. You'll see section upon section upon section of bean fields. Yep. Or it's all CRP or something. Right. That is true, yeah. A you lot know? of bean fields. Yep. So, guys, we have a uh, 
a discount code for Onyx is MWF30 to get 30% off uh, your membership. So if you get the Elite like you should, if you hunt out of your own state, it's 30 bucks off. Um, and then I think I can't do my math for 50 bucks for the standard membership, what 30% off of that is. But, but yeah, MWF30. Onyx is sponsoring this podcast, so go check them out. Okay, so David, you have a topic for us. What yes. is your topic? Yes, I wanted to pick your brain on um, big spread or small spread. Like, we were talking a little bit about, like, stale geese and everything like mm-hmm. that. Do you think that geese are starting to favor the smaller spread? Yes, you do. 100% do. Yep. I agree. Like, no doubt in my mind, especially after hunting in Fergus. And then yeah. I have some buddies that went up there and freelanced, and they put out, like, 40 decoys, and they smashed them yep. when people in the pits did not. Right. So it's just doing something different from your area. Very different. Yeah. You know, it's I think kinda, it depends on pressure, though. Definitely. Yep, pressure. Um, But, yeah, like, the big spreads, like, you know. Like when I first went to Fergus, like that's that was like what we did, hundred percent. But now the smaller, like like you know, we're talking like thirty decoys, forty decoys. You know, if you can get by with it, like I don't know. I think we're gonna see a shift. I mean, obviously in the decoy market, that's this is gonna be interesting. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, I I don't know if it's from the you know the the recent popularity in silhouettes again that like well, the big sure spreads are you know, but like the small spreads. Small realistic spreads, I think, are going to go a long ways for That's, traffic, for yeah. everything. You know, grandpa's going to, grandpa in his truck and his Marbreds is going to start grinding geese while everybody else is out, you know. 100%. Giant spreads. Yeah. No, I think, I think social media and people seeing people being successful with huge spreads. And when I say a huge spread, I mean a thousand plus decoys. Because yeah. at the pits, you guys are throwing two, two grand. Yeah. Two thousand. It's just ridiculous, you know? Yeah. But, like, a normal person cannot do that. So you either have to share a trailer, you know, share a decoy spread with someone, or you have to invite six people out every time you go hunting. Oh, exactly. You know? But nowadays, because silhouettes took over and dive bomb blew up, you know, and because of that, people are able to afford more decoys. And so I think doing a smaller spread is definitely the way. When yeah. I started goose hunting again when I was 20, all I had was 30, 39 full bodies, like the old GHGs with the gray bases. Oh, yeah. And then I think I had like 20 real geese with the terrible um, plastic stake. I had like these huge mallard silhouettes too. Like they're, they are ginormous, like way bigger than the podcast board. Jeez. And I went out there. And I just smoked them with that small spread. Because I would go out and scout, and I'd try to mimic exactly what I saw. It's like, shit, I don't have enough decoys, you know? Yep. So you just took me down a rabbit hole. I'm sorry. I but think big no, spreads work, for well, sure, yeah. work really well. But I've a lot of small spreads this year. Like, I've hunted over a lot of small spreads, and, like, it's worked really yeah. good. Especially if you're, like, in a visible field, like a grass field with a hill on it. Mm. Like, I'm just going to start running, you know? 30 decoys. Yeah. It's way 20 DSDs. Too. 40, yeah. Boom. Done. I can't afford those, but um, <laughs> it's going to be way easier. I you think know? so. 
And I think it's going to be a lot easy, a lot better for people to focus more on your hide. Like yeah. take that time that you would normally be setting that spread with and focus exactly. on your hide and stop brushing like an asshole. You know, like actually take the time. Yep. Because the amount of times I'm sure every one of you is like, oh, well, let me fix that for you. It's crazy. Oh, oh how, for sure. It's crazy how quick these things go. Like, you know, like it wasn't that long ago that I would, you know, was a firm believer like big spreads. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. I guess we're talking like, tra- you know, traffic hunting, you know, right. like out of a pit. Like it didn't take long, like at all, you know? Seven years? Yeah. Eight years? Right. It's ridiculous. I hate showing up to a field when there's like an unexperienced kind of goose hunter and he has the one permission. He's like, let's dump a big one. And it's yeah. not needed at all. Like social media definitely oh, has dude. like influenced it where it's like every time you go goose hunting, you think you have to dump three trailers. Even yeah. in early season, like September, like it's ridiculous. That, that drives me nuts. That's what I mean. Like everywhere down where I lived, everybody thinks huge spreads. <clears throat> like you have to throw 200 decoys out on opener. And it makes no sense. No, dude. I am I am the sole, prop- not sole, but I am a huge proponent for saying, let's see how much we can get away with. How yeah. little we can get away with. Let's see how much time we actually need to set up. Hey, we only have 20 minutes. That's fine. <laughs> right. You know? Well, silos are nice in that aspect, too. 100%. You, know? you just keep a couple, ba- you know, you set the your 40 full bodies out, and if that doesn't work, you throw the silos out quick, you know? Right. And hide them in... In your blind under, almost. Yeah, yeah, under, under your layout. Yeah. 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 Use it as an extra pillow, a little back support because it's that, always yeah. wet. You know, throw that underneath your ass and you stay a little bit more dry. Exactly. Pretty lit. How about calling? This year, more than any other year, I have killed more geese with my goose calls hanging from my lanyard out of a pit this year. Yep. Like, Same. I, I had a couple times, and I've told a couple people this, but... I had a couple times when I had clients jump out of the pit because I wasn't calling. So I added that into my safety speech. Like if I, like if I tell you to cover up and I'm not calling, chances are there's like geese working. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That makes me so happy to hear you say that because I've hunted with you. Yep. And you would just throw your contest routine at those birds. Yeah, probably or a back section, then, yeah. Or a section of your contest routine. And there's that thing where it's like, oh, you, I don't kill my... My judges, I kill, or I kill my judges. Yep. You know? And it's like, okay, there absolutely is some validity of you need to sound like geese. Absolutely, there's a time to just hammer them. Yep. You know? But there was many times we were hunting together. I'm like, well, you don't need to do that. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a little too much. You got to kind of learn. Oh, that's another thing, too. And I've I've seen it with some younger, like, contest callers and stuff. You got to... You got to learn to tame the lion a little bit, you know. Learn when to call. Yep. Yeah. What time when of to year call. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You especially to like the contest calling thing. Like you come off a contest season, you know, you've been blowing your goose call four <laughs> hours every day. Like you're ready to go. You're ready to go. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, it's definitely it's like that experience thing, you know. It, it's it's the experience of like having all those lures in your tackle box and knowing when not to use them. You know, it's I don't know. It's just kind of one of those learning through doing things. Yeah. Like it's. Learn every day you're hunting, like just yep. oh yeah. Take notes, mental notes. People people are so quick to change the decoy spread and move the blinds and do this. It's like no, no, no. Right. Let's do something that first of all doesn't take any physical effort. You know, just mm-hmm. shut up. Yeah, just stop calling. Right. You know, follow my lead, or I will follow your lead. I think that's like the biggest thing with calling is people just 
especially when you when they you're trying to overpower with, each other. Yes, it's very wrong. And Scott Trinan talks about it all the time in like his speeches at Game Fair, not speeches, his seminars. And it's just so true. It's like okay, just take a step back, watch what their head is doing and what their wings are doing, and go off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've killed way more ducks, way more geese doing that. Or when the birds are already decoying and you see them late or whatever, and then your friend picks up his lanyard when they're at 60 yards decoying and they start screaming at him and then they flare off. Yeah, no, yep. you got to keep terrible. that stuff in your pocket, man. Like yeah. if you give it all to them right away, it just takes the, like, the effectiveness out of it. Right. In my opinion, like, like we all know, like there's days you need to scream on them. Like I'd, ra- I'm, sure. I would never like not want to know, like not know how to do a spit note ever again. But like, you like don't need it. You like don't, you, you don't need it a lot of days. That's my last when resort. Stale. That's my last resort. Yeah. Is a yep. quick spit. Is a, is a spit note. Yep. Yeah. No, I, uh, that, that does bother me though, Hunter. When people just start ripping it's like. Dude, it's terrible. Well. It's so bad. And then. It's like I've been hunting technically for 28 years. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen a lot of birds die. So I, and I don't know when I shot my first bird or whatever. I was definitely young. But I just have so much time logged in. And I've hunted so much by myself. So there's no other variables, you know. Yeah. So whatever I do or don't do kills or allows a bird to leave. Exactly. So like I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of how to read birds. Yeah. You know. But the guys that go out and field hunt. With 10 dudes every single time, they're not learning shit. Right. They're not. Period. Mm -hmm. Right. Unless you have somebody, like, running the hunt, you know? Like, that being on the same page thing. And that's something that, that, uh, like... I pick up on more and more and more every year, you know, <laughs> right. like, like, cause I got Colin hunting with me now, Colin Deere, yeah. you know, and he's, he like had a, uh, he contest called for the first year. And I don't know how many times even this season I'm like, Colin, <laughs> pump the brakes. Everybody <laughs> wants to be that lead guy yeah. and scream. I'm like, I'll, I'll be the third guy in the background that just goes, Bruh. right. Once every minute. Right. I don't care. You're not hunting migrators yeah. every day. Like exactly. Yeah. yeah. You I gotta love sound Colin. realistic though. Colin's good shit. Oh, yeah, I love Colin. Such a funny little kid. Oh, yeah. Well, how tall is he, dude? Oh, I don't even know. Five, six? He's tiny. I don't know. He's tiny. I remember meeting him for the first time. I'm like, dude, you're like 14. Was he at Game Fair this year? Yeah, yep. Okay, I think I met him. Yeah, he's he's a good kid. He uh, he's a da- hell of a goose collar. Yeah, his, dear God, his dad uh, his dad does spray foam, and he's a good dude too. And yeah, they live in Annandale there. They're oh, really? Good guys. Yep. Yeah, he's a good kid, man. Oh, we yeah. got a good group of buddies out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Almost every single one of them I met. Well, I shouldn't say almost, but they're all really good dudes. Yeah, you know for sure. I feel like I've seen a couple of them too drunk. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, but. Other than that, they all seem like they're really good like dudes. Like who? Who did you? Have you ever seen? Uh, you know my buddy Bryce, right? Oh yeah, Bryce. Bryce does the worm, dude. The worm. The worm. He'll tell you he's not gonna drink. Like I'm not drinking tonight. I'm not drinking tonight. <laughs> Give it two hours later, he's doing the worm. <laughs> I want to see that. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive actually. Like I don't I don't even Bryce think I, I could I, I don't think I could do that. My God, Bryce is good, dude. Bryce speaking good dude. of your buddies, um. Sally has so many children now. Yeah, I know, right? Good lord! And he's guiding for Graham. Yep. Yeah. He he came out with me a couple times when I was working for Graham, and then they hit it off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we just had Graham on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Okay, that's a really good one. I, that one hasn't come out yet, but it's freaking hilarious. Graham is hilarious, dude. Yeah, he's funny. Rolling. Oh yeah. And then I just did a bunch of roofing and siding stuff on his house this year too. Okay. 
Yeah, so I've gotten to hang out with him quite a bit this year, and I'm just I leave the conversation just like laughing every <laughs> single time. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like, you're a customer of mine, you know? I feel unprofessional. Yeah, did have you hunted with them before? I've never hunted with Graham. Okay, I've hunted with uh, like Ani and them boys out. In, out I've hunted with uh, Ani. Okay, at when yep. he was still at Feet Down. Yeah. Okay. He's yep. a really good dude. Yeah, Ani's cool. He's like good Ani. shit. Yeah, I I hunted with him uh, one time with Graham. Around here, he uh, yeah, he came and guided around here the West Metro stuff. Why did you smile when you said that? Well, he was just like it was greasy and Fergus. He's like, I just want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we uh, we all got a little tipsy in uh, Fergus and built a pit and in like a grass, like a horse pasture or something. And he was like on it, bro. I'm like, I've hunted with him like eight times yeah. at that point. And I'm like, you know, he's a great dude, you know, whatever. I don't really know him. And then we start building these pits and everyone's like, I don't know what to do. And this dude's just fucking screwing like a bitch. He's like, yep, 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 yep. What do you need? Okay, okay. He's just a hard-ass working dude. Like literally the perfect guy. Like if he does it out in the field, good Lord. Yeah, for sure. He doesn't stop. Right. I'm like, stop. I'm so hot. It was like 96 degrees as we're putting this pit in the damn ground. That, the ranch uh, on the west side? It was a horse, horse yeah, farm. Yeah. yeah. Horse ranch. Yeah. And, in Fergus? Uh, yeah. yeah, in Fergus. That's where I hunted. Yep. Yep. And I'm just like, spot. it's so hot. And I'm like, you know what? I really want a beer. So I get out and take a beer. And I'm like, dude, just chill. Like, come have some pizza and eat, like, drink a beer. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, damn. <laughs> you need to chill, bro. Got to get this pit in the ground. Right. No, he's a really good dude. But um so going back to contest calling here, unless you have a topic here, Hunter. No, let's do contest calling. Bad boy, bad boy. Bad boy. So like someone like Hunter, yep. he's a very good goose caller. Uh, you know? What do you have you heard oh, him okay. goose call? I don't think I have. I, I'm not any near contest caller. I just learn from a lot of people. Why don't or, you try it? What? Why wouldn't you try it? I, I don't know. Too nervous? No, not that. I just don't think I have, I couldn't do a routine or I just don't have all the key components to mm-hmm. put that together. I don't know. The more and more I do it, I'll tell you this, the more and more I do it, the more I realize it's not a talent show. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Like, How guy, so? Like, guys don't score, like, okay, it's more about painting that picture because the more and the more I've judged, the more I realize, like, what you pick up on as a judge mm-hmm. and it's about painting that picture you know like you, anybody that listens to like Robbie Iverson's routine you're like oh my gosh like yeah. there's so much talent there but he's also painting that picture at the same time like I remember uh, Nick J used to show up and compete in the open goose and he would score like relatively like really good yeah and he and he wasn't doing nearly as complex of a routine as everybody else but he just painted that picture you know, he can he got fast in the right places. He slowed down at the right time. So it's not even, it's not even so much that like you need to have X amount of ability to do it. You just mm-hmm. need to know what you're doing. I mean, when you get to the open level, you know, it's a little bit different, but yeah, I would say try it, man. I mean, it might have to, it's like know. fun. Like I've been, tr- I've tried to get Joey up there for years. I'm like, Joey, we're going to do a two man at game fair. And then it, like, doesn't happen. Like, next year, hey, we're going to do a two-man. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to just do it, All right, Joey. you're doing it this year. Joey's got to do it. I'm Backing doing it this out. year? Yeah. Well, here's here's my problem with contest calling. So, um, I would want it to be money. Like, the routine to be money. 
Mm-hmm. And as I'm halfway through my routine, I like black out. <laughs> I just like forget what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, what the yeah. fuck? I feel like that's what I would be like. Well, that first time you step up on stage, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't even think about, I just, I don't even think when I'm on the stage, I just do what I've done 8,000 mm-hmm. times. Yeah. And you're not thinking at all. Right. No, and then I'm definitely, I would definitely be nervous. 100%. Yeah. That's why we just got to do a two-man. Like, a two-man's a great way to just, like, break. Two-man's are fun. I'll step all over your toes. <laughs> 100%. I'll be like, Yeah. I'll blow it at the same time that you do. I'll focus on what you're doing and accidentally blow that. Guaranteed. That is the tough one. That is a tough one. You can tell, like, back when me and Timmy used to, you can tell the guys that call together a lot. Like, back when me and Timmy used to call together every day, it was like, we just knew what to do. Yeah. You know? But if you just, like, meet a guy at a contest, and then, then that's when you start stepping on each other. Right. Yeah. It'd be fun. I don't know. It'd be fun. You're be at, fun, you're there anyway. So like, what do you got to lose? No, I have nothing to lose. Like nobody's ever like nobody's it's, ever came up to me after a contest, be like, "Dude, you suck." Right. Besides for me this year, probably. Yeah, He's absolutely going to come up to you this year. Yeah, dude, you suck balls. No, yeah. what I what I do really like um, about you a lot. So I've judged a shitload of yep. contests, and you're always in them every single time, and I'm very harsh with you. Oh yeah. Every single time. But throughout the years you have absolutely improved. And it's, it's actually really fun because you've actually taken some of the notes that I've given you and you sound, I'd say 75% better, like instantly 75% better. I'm like, shit, that sounds really good. Yeah. So it's nice when you're, when you're judging people actually take your notes seriously. Cause like, right. I don't want to write notes. Right. I don't want to write notes for somebody. Yep. Oh, this note was too long. It sounded weird. You know, didn't have a good flow. No idea where you were, what you were doing, blah, blah, blah. It's like, David, you have this one note yep. that you do that sounds weird. Change it. Next contest. You have this one note that sounds weird. Change it. But you're so habitual. It's so subconscious that, like, I understand. It's like, how do you change that? Right. It's it's changes can be tough and it mm-hmm. depends on where you're at in your routine. And I will say like the whole notes thing, like I appreciate notes a ton. I really do. Oh, yeah. But it gets to a point where you like, cause everybody has their own different opinion. Oh you know? yeah. yeah. Like I've sent some routines out to like Teddy and Lee out in the East coast and that's a whole different ball game out there. Yeah. In the East coast, you know, so you got to just kind of take, you know, and the, a big thing too is learning what you're good at and what you need to like get better at and what mm-hmm. you can totally eliminate altogether you know like if you really 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 suck at something you try to take it out altogether i mean there's some things that you can't right but like yeah so it's kind of like you 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 you'll have a routine and you'll blow that routine and then 20 people will give you their own opinion on it and sometimes they collide Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's about like discerning like if you hear the same thing a few different times it's like okay like you know and especially it like when you're beginning, when you're starting out, like a lot of times you'll get the same advice, same advice. But um, when you're at a level, when you're just trying to be more competitive and do better in each contest, like you get so many different opinions. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's That's a tough about part. maneuvering those. Yep. Yeah. But I feel like you already know. Well, there's actually, there's been a lot of times where I'm judging where people are just confused 
as to why I gave them a certain score. Yep. And they have no idea what I'm talking about when I give them my notes. Everybody has a different year. It's right. crazy. Yeah. Right. And what I really focus on when I'm judging is do you sound like a goose? Plain okay. and simple. Yep. Nick Johnson pulled me into the booth at Game Fair one year and he's like, Joey, you know how to goose call, come judge. I'm like, No. He's rem- like, just I come, remember that. Yeah. Just come and do it, dude. Just come and do it. I'm like, okay. And I get in there and he's like Judge it by how by who you'd want to hunt with the most. I was like, okay. And then I started listening to the same fucking routine over and over and over again. And you can kind of pick out, after you've listened to enough routines in a row, you're like, okay, that guy is definitely better than that guy. He sounds way better. And so, like, my big thing is just focusing on, do you sound like a goose and are you following the story, the script? Right. You know? Yep. And then obviously... If a note sounds weird, I'm going to write it down. But it depends on how weird it sounds if I'm going to dock you for it. Yep. I think one thing that a lot of newer guys, and I f- am a victim of this too, I did this same thing. But I came in and I'm like, like my first couple years contest call, I'm like, like how do I be unique enough or how do I be like, how do I come up with something new? Yeah. You know, that's going to just like blow people away, you know? But unfortunately, like, Something new sounds like a mistake to somebody. Yeah, well, I guess it. How new are you talking like, about? Like, like if you try like a to new note, you, yeah, like a new note or like a new way of doing a note or whatever. Chances are somebody's going to dock you for a mistake on that too. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah, or a lot of guys going back to the talent show thing. Like a lot of guys, like like I want to do a double quick spit here because it sounds cool, mm-hmm. but it doesn't fit that at all and it totally throws off your whole the emotion you're trying to give in that part of your routine right so that's like a a thing that i learned too is like yeah that painting the picture thing is big for me now everybody has a different opinion you know like the like if you were to talk to sean man like he would agree with you like they have to sound like a goose 100 percent. you know but there's a lot you know unfortunately like in the open world like that's not usually a, a thing like as much you know you but you do see some guys that do it yeah Everybody well, like, has their own opinion. Well, it's like Joe. Every time he goes up on stage, I know it's him. Yeah. Because his routine is just so, like, I, I know it's you, and I yep. know it's Joe, and uh, Austin Shelander now, because yep. I've judged him so many times. But, um, like, I always dock Joe for his tone, 100%. He doesn't sound like a goose, in my opinion. Yep. He can shred a freaking call till the cows come home. But, like, if you're doing a goose calling routine, you should kind of sound like a goose. You know, yeah, you're just playing the instrument. You're not trying to sound like the. You're not trying to actually mimic the bird, right? In my opinion, that's really important, right? So I yeah. literally always dock him every time for tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tone one's a yeah. The tone one's a an interesting one. I have you ever judged a live contest? Like yeah, a live goose. You have okay. Yep, it's cool. Lives are cool. And it's hard to judge them, man. It is. Yeah. It's like notes. And you like, want to what are you going to do for notes? Like, opi- like we're talking about opinions in an open routine. Like everybody's heard different geese. Right. You know, I wish we had more live routines because something like that, like anybody could win it. Literally, you know. But when that one year that Scott blew at Rogers, he went and blew everybody away. But like theoretically, when you show up, like anybody could win it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so wild. Did you hear that so routine? Cool. Um. Where he goes up on, he like goes as close as he can to the judges' tent. He goes, does that before with his he even mouth. started goose And I'm calling. just like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Was it just him by himself? No, it was him and Mike him Benjamin. And Mike. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I saw dude, that. Yeah. That Unre- was the unreal. 
yeah, one hundred percent. I was gonna I was gonna talk about that earlier, like that, like them together. That video that I heard, it was insane. Probably some of the best goose calling I've ever heard for sure. Well, not only have they goose hunted a lot together, but they also worked like making calls together and right. shit. Yeah. So that's a lot of hours logged in. Well, and that was that was Scott's coming out of retirement for one contest too. The mm-hmm. two man live at Rogers came out of retirement, won by a long shot, retired. <laughs> right. Goat status right there. Yeah. That was sick. Scott's an awesome dude. I love Scott. He, he helps me quite a bit whenever I'm down at the shop. Oh, yeah. So I was doing a bunch of like media stuff for him this year. So he taught me quite a few things. What did he teach you? Just kind of how to sound like super realistic. Okay. So what did you change? Kind of how I blew the call. Thank positioning. you. Thank you. Well, oh, like, how you blew it? How I, how I like, positioned <laughs> so it on my lips and like how I held it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. He helped me over my last plateau. Same thing. It was how I was holding my hands. Mm-hmm. Yep. Big difference. Oh, yeah. For but sure. I'm glad that I had the bad um, habit of closing my hands off too much and relying yep. on the back pressure. Because once I opened it up, like he tells you, put those two fingers way up there. It's mm-hmm. like, what, dude? That's what he took the same exact thing. And I'm sitting here trying to figure it out. It's, like, it feels so awkward. Feels wrong. Yeah. But now I have two completely different geese based off of those hands. Mm-hmm. Completely yeah. different geese, which is really fun. That's a big deal. It helped me a lot, but yeah. it made me push a lot more air into my call. made me snap my tongue a lot harder. So I sounded like shit for about a week, but it was nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's another thing about contest calling, not to go back to that, but, like, you're always doing that type of stuff. Like, right. you're literally always trying to sound better. So mm-hmm. you, like, learn so so much about it. I don't know. It's fun. Oh, absolutely. I think it's, both you guys should do it. I, I really like going to contests. I love the atmosphere. It's so much fun, dude. And just, like, hanging out with all the boys. Yeah. It's a great freaking time. For and sure. then I love hearing how good people are because... In my mind, it's just like, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, I can make those notes. I can sound like that. But to do it in a 90-second routine all at once, I just like, I'm cool like where I'm at in yeah. that regard. I'm like, I don't need to puff out my chest and be like, look at me, you know? Right. It's It almost turns more into a personal thing. You know, when yeah. you practice a lot, you're like, don't screw this one up. Like, <laughs> do better than you did last time. Like, don't do this next time, you know? So, like, yeah, it's definitely competitive, but it's very much like I just want to do better. Right. You know, it's like a personal thing. Real quick. Guys, this podcast is sponsored by First Light. Now, today I'm wearing the Typha vest, and I love this vest so much. So they have an unbelievable water waterfowl line, and then they just came out with waders. They should be on their website now. And they are slick. Got to wear them in super cold weather. The fact that the knee pads have knee pads underneath all the fabric and on your butt, it just makes it so that there's less stitching. And then also it keeps you from getting cold from the elements. I sat on a metal chair down at Angel Wing. Negative 32 degrees. Negative 32 degrees. And I'm looking at this metal chair and I'm like, oh, I'm going to die today. And my butt... Did not get cold, not even one bit. And it's barely any padding, but it's just enough to where you feel comfortable. It's not cumbersome, anything like that. David, you should definitely check out their waterfowl line. It's pretty slick. I should check it out. Yeah, I was looking at it on the website a little bit. I don't know if you felt like their stuff, but the material, it's like, it's not like that rain gear, but it's water resistant. 
That's always very nice. Yeah, the outside is my favorite. It's like super like heavy duty, but it's not like a like it's a not, raincoat. Yeah, it's not raincoat. It doesn't yeah. make noise when you move around. Yeah. It's pretty slick. And they're warm. Like it was warm. Like I was It was wearing, warm. I didn't have any pants. I had their mid layer. The best thing I, I love the most, I use it like almost every day, is their mid layer. That like brown. Oh yeah, the nice. merino wool. The merino wool. Yes, yeah. dude. The pants and that jacket, I'll wear those like goose hunting with the, maybe a vest on or like a little jacket. So warm. Mm-hmm. So warm. That is nice shit. It is really nice. It was like actually <laughs> yeah. like I'm like, wow. I was a little wow. A second pa- like pair of this. Like this is insane. Use um, it every day. Right. So David, we do this segment called New Fling, Steady Love, Old News. And did you hate? Did you say that you had yours already? I think so. I don't know if you're gonna like them. You hit me with it, dude. I don't care. The old news. Um, I'm for sure gonna talk to my buddies before we hunt if they're coming out to a spot and they do not have their snap map location on. So I'm <laughs> over buddies with a snap map location on. That stuff drives me <laughs> wild. So like other people can see where they are. Unbelievable. Yes, it's terrible. It's like and if it's greasy and if it's greasy, what are you going to do? Oh, you're going to be filming with your snap map location oh. on. Post it on your story. The first thing they're going to do is hit your name. Oh, unbelievable. And Dude. I can't believe people still do that. Like I've literally found feeds off of people's Snapchat stories. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cuz they have that snap map location on. So you're the problem. Well, you're looking for him. Well, I, okay, I don't make a habit out of it. But like, if you're gonna come out to my spot, I might check your phone and make sure your snap map location's not on. That's so I've f- definitely said it before. Old like, news. Make sure you turn it off. Oh, that's funny, dude. Okay, so that's your old news. <laughs> I old love news. that. Oh my god. What's your steady love? What's something you can never hunt without? Uh, a goose call. It's tuned higher, higher pitched. Really? That's your steady love. Yeah, I know. Super exciting. No, is why? Yeah, why no. is that I your mean, steady deal? Like a lot of guys will just run like the one goose call or whatever, and mm-hmm. I have like you know my lower goose call. But I don't know how many times I've called at geese and like they only respond to that high pitched, especially like in the wind, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. No, I always have a triumph and a reflex. Same here on my lanyard. Same deal. And I got that reflex turned up, tuned up a little bit. Oh higher. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you need to, you can just put a little tone into it, and it goes right back to right. a good-sounding goose, probably like an EPP bird, yep. you know? Yeah. It's fucking mm-hmm. litty, you know? Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. What's your uh, new fling? What's the new thing? Uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit, and you kind of commented on it, too. It was kind of <laughs> funny, but, like, not like not calling at geese, as weird as that sounds. Yeah. But, like, literally only calling at geese if I have to. Like, and I've really grown to love, like, killing geese without calling at them, too. Oh, yeah. Like, listening to them, like, the wind beats and everything like that. It's cool. Yeah. But, no, that's definitely kind of the new thing. Well, I shouldn't say new because I used to do that a little bit, but more this year than I ever have before. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I love that. I, I don't know if you were expecting me to have some no, kind of crazy. No, that was that was better than anything I've ever done. So yeah, no, Hunter sucks. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm still thinking, trying to right now. No, that's fine. We we don't even have to do one. He can uh-huh. just do it. Little okay. rant about the snap map location. I love that. That yeah. is oh, no one hundred percent. That better be a highlight reel on your Instagram. <laughs> so, dude, one thing I really want to talk to you about that I just remembered 
is I just looked you up on Instagram like a month ago. Okay. You got like 40,000 followers, dude. Yeah. yeah good Lord. You good paying, year. you paying for followers or what? Absolutely not. No, no, no I had, no, you one, had that one video blow yeah, up. Yeah. Well, I had a, I had a couple videos do decent, you know, and they were, you know, for, for me and I don't know, I've always wanted to work in the hunting industry and obviously the, the, the direction that the industry is headed, like social media is a part of that, you know, anything. Yeah. So I just post on there cons- consistently, you know, like a lot, yeah. like I probably annoy people. Like I po- like, I don't know, maybe I don't, but I posted a lot and I had one video get like 750,000 views. I'm like, okay, like it was going for a while. But then I posted one video. It was a video of me calling at our pit El Dorado. Um, and one of the clients just stuck the phone out of the hole and, film me goose calling like it didn't really seem like anything all that spectacular or anything because my instagram's covered in videos of me goose calling and i just randomly posted it on a thursday like randomly right and i didn't think anything of it i posted it on my instagram and on my tiktok and i look back a little bit ago it was like seven hundred fifty thousand views i'm like holy smokes that's that took off fast i look at it a couple hours later two million and then it keeps going. I look at it the next day, but that same video on TikTok and Instagram got like 32 million views, which for me is a lot. 32 so, million views is an insane amount because well, for anything between dude, Instagram yeah. and TikTok, yeah, like I think it, like 17.8 million on Instagram and like same amount, like 16 million or something on TikTok of just me goose calling. That is nuts. How many followers? Do you know how many followers you got off of that video? I think I was at like 10k right when that right when I posted that video. And you gained 30 some. Yeah, 32,000. Like yeah, and then yeah, like 50,000 on TikTok. <laughs> that is insane, dude. That yeah. is ridiculous. It was, it was the most random video I've ever posted cuz I try to put some effort into it, you know, like when are people on like on yeah. Instagram and stuff like that? Like I try to pay attention to that. And that one I was just like screw it, I'll just post it. Yeah, I haven't posted today. I didn't plan anything out, and then that's epic. Good for you. I remember seeing yeah. it on Instagram when I was scrolling, and I was like looking at the video. I saw your video, and then I'm like looking. I'm like, hundred thousand likes, and then like I go into it, and that was before it got to like obviously where it was. Now I was like, holy crap, this was posted a day ago, and it's like going nuts, going dummy viral. Yeah, so. what yeah. It, like what it you know it was a pretty standard David Goose Instagram <laughs> post. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what one thing that makes it cool, because like obviously I would, you know, I was people been posting like stuff since like you know, and nobody watched it or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. It was the right. Yeah, I don't know what. I did love it, that. But yeah, like Fuck thirty-two yeah. million views. Must have been the right lighting or something. It was oh, a cool yeah. shot. I <laughs> yeah, mean, it, it was, was a cool shot. Sure. It was just yeah, we were like covering geese at El Dorado, and there was yeah, yeah, That's so it was epic, cool. dude. Thirty-two million. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. That's more than CNN there. gets. Well, yeah, I was watching some of the uh, yeah. Donald Trump brag about, oh, yeah, like I bring this many views to the debate. And he was like, I bring like 8 million views. And I'm like, because I didn't realize how many it was at the time. And then it like, I like 32 million, you know? Yeah. That's I don't know. Wild. And then I saw that you uh, verified yourself. Yeah, I did. I was on the fence whether I should do it or not. Because mm-hmm. obviously, and a lot of people I think have, you know, a miss like, they think it's something that it isn't. Like, it's not like a status symbol or anything. Like it used to be. Yeah, like it used to be. Yep. Yeah. But I did it just for the mere fact that I have had people make fake David Goose accounts, and it drives me wild to, like, meet somebody at a goose calling contest be like, yeah, hit me up on social or whatever. And then I 
run into them at the at the same event next year and they're like yeah like you never reached you never responded and i'm like well who did you reach out to and they like show it to me and it's like this fake david That's not me. yeah so i saw that and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna do it so like there's people a lot of don't, benefits like, too off of ver- verifying yourself there's a lot more features you can use yeah and there was like a lot of like account security stuff with it or whatever mm. and so like yeah i definitely saw everybody trolling it or whatever i'm like oh man maybe i should like get rid of it because I, like i didn't get it to like you know i don't like don't like go around telling people like yeah i'm verified you know because that's like not yeah. what it is but it's i just wanted different the- for you too though like there's some people with a thousand followers and they verify themselves and then they that's how they act it's like a status thing right and i didn't know if it had something to do with you know you'd have better customer support with instagram or whatever i don't know and because i have put some work you know i have like a lot of memories and stuff on my instagram you know and i don't want to like lose that so yeah that what was- do you think then should we uh verify midwest or what I mean, I would. I mean, like I said, I really the biggest thing that I did it is I'm just sick and tired of having people reach out to the wrong David Goose. Man, I don't think ever anyone's ever made a fake Joey account. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more coots please or something. We we're in more Jamaica. Coots, we're in oh, Jamaica. there's been a lot of those, but yeah, we had we were in Jamaica and we met these people and and they took a bunch of videos of me and Lexi and stuff like that and um, they didn't have uh, Lexi doesn't have Facebook. Yeah. So they were like, oh, we'll just message you on Facebook. They messaged all that stuff to the wrong David Goose. And I'm like, this is annoying. You really? Know? It's just, yeah. So that's that's why I did it. But That's so funny. No, that's, that's for sure a good thing to do, though. And especially, like, keeping your account safe. Yeah. I know a lot of people that, have, like, three months ago, it was, like, the weirdest thing ever. Everybody's accounts were just getting hacked. hacked. Yeah. Like, yeah. so many people. Like what? Why do people do that? Yeah, that you could know? not be fun. Just to sit on your computer and hack people and then ransom them, huh. you know, or turn them into a different account or something. Sometimes it's sad. Like, and I'm not saying I like I'm a social media expert or anything, you know, but I have like put a lot of effort into it over the years because I've always, you know, wanted to, you know, be in a place where you know. I can promote hunting and promote what I do, you know, but it's sad to like see somebody that's put a ton of work into their social media, like get hacked. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure you could relate. Like, how would you feel like if the Midwest account was hacked? Crushed. Yeah. Be crushed. I'd be so pissed. Be terrible. I'd be so angry, dude. Yeah. Someone's just like, ha ha, gotcha. Like all that work. Right. Shit. You know? And it's like, how many of them will you get back? Who right. knows? Somewhere on Facebook, I don't know if this is still a thing, but somewhere on Facebook there is a guy that used to be on the Moltgear staff. I can't remember his name, but his Facebook got attacked, and they changed the name, they changed the picture to some somewhere over in the Middle East. So it's like, <laughs> like, uh, but he still has Moltgear Society staff on on the on the <laughs> in the in the <laughs> Facebook thing. So you like pull it up, and it's like a like a yeah, I don't know. That's so funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, that actually is. <laughs> like like that guy, did you see that uh the guy like sued the company that he um sold his truck to because he was watching like CNN or Fox News or something like that and all of a sudden he saw like ISIS driving his truck with his company like phone number and everything on it and they had oh like a machine God. gun in the back or whatever and they didn't take the logo off. No way. And so he like saw his like truck on fox news and isis was driving it no dude. so he like sued a bunch of people yeah it's pretty wild you gotta be kidding me no and i think he won the lawsuit too or something well like yeah that. 
Oh my gosh. Dude, wait, first of all, ISIS is just like, I will take this truck. Yeah, I don't know how they got it or <laughs> whatever. Did ISIS get your truck? <laughs> I don't know if the, the company, so, like, traded it into some random company, like, got a new truck, and then they took it and shipped it over to the Middle East, and somehow ISIS ended up with it. Look it up. It's pretty funny. It's all Imagine having a Midwest Flyways truck, and all of a sudden you're watching CNN, and there's just Joey and Cal's face, and then the logo, just, just AKs <laughs> out the back. I honestly would be pretty pumped. It like, would be first yeah. of all, I'm gonna make some money, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then second of all, how did this even happen? I'd just be like, oh my god. Well, imagine being that guy just sitting there, probably in the morning or something, just watching the news <laughs> and seeing his truck, and he's just like, <laughs> it probably took him a good hour to figure out like what he was gonna do or this is not to comprehend happening. that. Like, am I dreaming? Oh, I wonder how how much his phone was blowing up though. <laughs> Well, yeah. You know, it, think about how many phone calls he got. Well, I highly doubt he saw it himself. Right. He's right. like, yeah, he probably got calls from his buddies like, yeah, I just saw your logo, your logo and, uh, on a truck that was yeah. getting driven by yeah. ISIS. Yeah, definitely somebody probably called him, yeah. <laughs> or if he did see it, I wish I was there because his face probably was like, what? Yeah, That is so nuts. funny. You have got to be shitting me. Remind me after the podcast to tell you guys about a story about about what we were just talking about. All right. Okay. Um, real quick, before we wrap up this podcast, we have one more sponsor to introduce. It is Soundgear. We've talked about it once. We'll talk about it a thousand times. David, we use Soundgear to protect our hearing because I don't want to be like my dad at 66 and say, huh? What? What is that? Huh? And he hunted so much and did construction of that hearing protection. Dude, I'm telling you, it is worth the money. We have a discount code for the InstaFits. I'm pretty sure it's MWF what? 125? 125. MWF yep. 125 to get you 125 bucks off of the InstaFits. Make them 275 bucks. They're orange. Pull them out of your ear. They're amazing. I can't sing enough praises because I can still hear everyone. You know, with how many guns I shoot, good Lord. So go check out soundgear.com. Um, I got to get me a set of those. Dude, they're legit. Yeah, I got to do it because I, and especially even with like the goose calling aspect, mm -hmm. like I feel like I hurt my ears more just with the, all the goose calling than, yeah, yeah, like it's bad. Especially real, in dude. the pits, it gets loud. Yeah. Oh, it, I can't stand it anymore. I have to like stick my head out of the pit <laughs> yeah. or something, you know? Mm -mm. Dude, so with all of this like huge surge of, excuse me. All this huge surge of social media where you gained 30,000 followers. Yep. Has it helped out Goose Brand a lot? Yes. A lot has. more people buying it? Yeah. Well, and it, it was kind of interesting, too, because I've been doing Goose Brand for a while now. And I morally just started Goose Brand because it was my last name and because I found a easy way to do it. And I learned, like, a lot about entrepreneurship and stuff from yeah. doing it. You know what I mean? So, because, and I've always had a job. Like, I, I didn't quit my job to do it. But, um, but what I found is that, I had better success on social media the less that I was trying to sell stuff, mm -hmm. like unmonetize it. And so I didn't like push Goose Brand like at, like at all for a while. And then I grew on social. Yeah. So it's huge, dude. It's a big deal. Like, mm -hmm. and I think it's interesting too. I'm a marketing nut. I'm, I don't know. But I do think it's interesting how like we live in an era now where YouTubers and stuff are making people with marketing degrees look stupid in some situations. Oh, 100%. Like it is a whole 100%. new ball game. You look at like Logan and Jake Paul, like 
you know, and then you have like the um, marketing VP of Bud Light that went has a marketing degree from Harvard. Mm-hmm. Like That's why I gave you a course, right? Yeah, yeah, you know? no. So yeah, I I didn't post on the Goose brand as much, and so now when I post stuff, it it's more effective. It's huge. It's a big deal. So why why'd you even start it? Like you just wanted to make some money or what? I wanted to learn about. I just wanted to like have a business and I wanted to learn how to do it. Yeah, from doing sweet. it. And I'm I don't know. I'm the type. I'm the type of guy. I like I like stuff like that. Like it's a hobby. You know. Yeah. I just like it. I like learning. I like, in a weird way, I like failing at things. You know, just because of how much I learn when I don't do something right and stuff like that. Of course. So sadly, that's the only way that I learn. Yeah. You know. And there's some things you can only learn that way too. So like, you know, I'm not like, didn't take out like a giant business loan or anything to do it, but, um, yeah. And And it was a sick logo too. Thank you, man. Yeah. I like it. Blessed with the last name too. I mean, yes, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it'd be a waste if I didn't try to sell some shirts or something. What is it? Uh, Scandinavia, Scandinavian. Uh, it's, it's actually technically supposed to be ghosts, German ghosts. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, um, as long as I've been alive, it's always been goose. You go up to the border, that's where my dad's family's from. They pronounce it differently. It's all goose, though. Mm. Yeah, everybody calls it goose. I don't understand how a double O could translate to ghost. Ghost. Well, I suppose something with German. Some some kind of German accent discrepancy mm-hmm. thing, but yeah. Right. Yeah, my that's mom's cool, side's man. the Norwegian side. Oh, okay. Or I get some hair, on, my, on my dad's side too. So right. yeah, a lot, lot of Norwegian, Scandinavian, <laughs> but yeah, no. It's cool, man. I'm pumped that your stuff is going well. Yeah. It makes thanks, me very man. happy for you. Yeah. It's been fun. I like to watch my friends succeed, you know? For sure. Without a doubt. Yeah. It's huge. You know, and there's no need to compete. Like I'm, I'm just happy that all my friends are succeeding. Joe, Nick, David, Hunter, all my guiding friends, you know? It's like who who's the best outfitter? It's like here's all my outfitting friends. <laughs> you right. know? Like pick whichever one you want. If you want to go on their social, their website, whatever, you just pick who you think you jive with the best. Yeah. And one thing I like about the whole hunting world too, I mean contest calling is a little bit different, but like in the hunting world, like there's only one Joey Vasallo. There's only one Joe Heinz. Right. You know what I mean? So we like you can look at it as a competition, but at the end of the day you're just representing yourself, you know. That's the way I look at it. Well, exactly. if you if you view it as a competition, then you make yourself look like shit. Right. And yeah. I've seen that a lot too. Yep. So it's like you're better off just getting along with everyone and having fun and being old enough to realize like we're all just trying to kill birds. Right. And have fun. And we can do that together. That's the crazy part. You know, it's not like deer hunting where it's like, I shot a bigger buck than you. Yeah, you can't right. deer hunt with multiple people. Or you- I enjoy like seeing other people's stories and seeing other people like shooting birds. I'm like, hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, well, like, and I'm that- not the kind of guy that's just gonna be like, oh, that sucks. I should have been like, there. Who cares? Those, There's yeah. so right. many birds. That's one thing too. I've seen even in like the outfitter world, you know, because like the you know, and you you can relate to this. Both you guys can like, you know, you go to calling contests like you you get a chance to pretty much meet everybody, you mm-hmm. know? And you step out of that and you'll meet guys like, oh, like, he hunts the same area as me. Like, I don't like him. I'm like, I'm like, I, I guess I don't know, understand why everybody's hating on each other so much. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly, like, you, yeah. they're just somebody else that's trying to do the exact same thing you, you are. are. Yeah. Right. Like, what is there to hate about that? Like, yeah, you can fight about leases, you can fight about geese all you want, but you'd probably do the same thing if you were in their shoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
you know, who cares at the end yeah, of the who day? who cares? Become friends and then hunt it together. Shit, yeah, exactly. For sure. <laughs> like, I, I've never understood that. Where it's like, hey, you look like Joe Hines. Are you Joe Hines? No. You know? And it's like, why would I ever get upset about that? Ever. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So what I started doing is I started taking pictures of them with them and telling them I am Joe Hines. It's like, tag me on Instagram. And yeah. Joe would call me and be like, are you fucking kidding me? Another <laughs> another kid thought you were me. <laughs> it's just hilarious, you know? But I love that stuff, man. I love our community. I think it's really fun. And I think it, um, I don't know. I think it's one of the better hunting communities, you know? Yeah. There's definitely competition, absolutely. For but, sure. like, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, yeah. We're all just a bunch of dickheads trying to kill birds. Right. Yeah. You know? And we yeah. all pretty much come from, like, the same place. Like, almost all of us are blue collar, yeah. you know? Right. Work unconventional jobs, I guess. Work with our hands. And then we go out in the field and work with our hands some more. Lay down mm-hmm. the dirt. For sure. You know, waiting for wings to whistle. It's good stuff. Good stuff. But, dude, thank you so much for coming on. Had a blast talking with you, as always. Yeah, thanks for having me Finally on. got you on. Finally. Yeah, it's been a while. Goodness gracious. And, um, yeah, you have a good drive home, bud. Okay. I will try. Not too far now. I only live like 20 minutes away now. Where are you living now? Buffalo. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, David, where can everyone find you on social? Uh, David Goose underscore on Instagram, TikTok. He's verified, so you'll yeah. know if he's the right one. Yeah. Yep. No more fakes, hopefully. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, YouTube, it's just my name, David, but I don't have much in there. I don't have nearly as much as Joey and everything has into that. Just a couple goose calling videos and whatnot but yeah david goose underscore you'll find me all right guys thank you so much for listening be sure to share the podcast and write us a review because we're going to do a hell of a giveaway at 1000 thanks for listening oh wait you know what dude what am i doing you're the worst worst. did we switch them up oh god i messed it up (laughs) i messed it up i was trying to bring on okay my own but david one more thing